0: Hello and welcome to the Business of Data podcast. My name is Catherine King and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we chat to senior executives from a range of departments, industries and functions all about their passions, experiences and challenges within data analytics. Let's go ahead and dive straight into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Business of Data podcast brought to you by Carinium. This week, we are talking all about letting the data flow. And to do just that, we have brought in the wonderful Gurpreet Mukta, who's the Chief Architect and Data Officer for Smart Cities for the Westminster City Council. Now, if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Gurpreet just yet, just a few intro facts to get you up to speed. Uh, Gurpreet only joined uh, West westminster city council eight months ago and prior to that has worked within some very well known brands including boots uk briston group and conica as well now if you can't find gifreet at his work desk your best bet would be to look out the window to see him off on a run or cycle Gibriet, how are you doing hey lovely to have you on the podcast
1: yeah thanks catherine yeah i'm doing well it's friday sun's out can't complain
0: which is a rare event because the last few days have been uh, a rather blustery and stormy here in the UK so yeah amazing well thank you so much for for giving me some of your time now it's not just sport that you're into right you actually uh, quite enjoy art as well is that correct
1: yeah yeah no I do and you know I've always enjoyed um, art and the creative side and that's my creative aspect in terms of you know complementing sports and then obviously my profession but yeah, no art. I've I've enjoyed um, you know ever since I was a child. I love you know taking a blank canvas and then you know trying to compose that and you know going through that sort of process of creating something at the end of it. Whereas actually, when you started something, and what I've realised is actually it really helps in my work as well. Where especially when you've got ambiguity and you know you don't know where you're going to end up, moving you know various components of the canvas around. I think you know is is really helpful. So. So recently I've just started taking up again, um, but from a oil painting perspective, which is, you know, different from pencil drawings, which I used to do.
0: Oh, amazing. I love that. I find um personally, I find arts and crafts and anything like that so so good for the mind because you really have to kind of be in the moment and concentrate. And I think in a very busy hectic world nowadays, that can sometimes just feel like an absolute uh, you know, holiday for the for the mind.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: So, talk
1: me through your role at Westminster City Council. So, yeah, so as you mentioned, it's my first public sector role. Uh, so, previously, it's always been in the private sector. So, I joined Westminster uh, with two, really two hats on. One is around architecture. So, you know, this covers enterprise architecture and how all the technology fits together, what are strategic roadmaps, et cetera. And then the other really exciting area is around the data piece. So, being the chief data officer as well, How do we really build that uh, data capabilities to not just help around what most organizations want around, uh, you know, internal transformation? So we're really building our smart city agenda as well. So, you know, because that's all underpinned by data. And to me, I think, you know, it makes complete sense having the two areas together. Sorry about that. Um, to having the two areas together because you know quite often you know we look at you know if you talk about manufacturing plants you look at you know the IT is is the production line the machinery the tooling we look at the business in terms of the people but quite often we forget actually the raw materials the data is what makes that production line work and and separating the two has always been a challenge and data has always played second field but you know You know, if you're in a manufacturing, you would care about you the quality of supply raw materials in your supply chain, right? Yeah. And we just don't give that credence to the data that we have. You know, you put bad data through the system, you're going to have manual workarounds, machines going to break, you're going to have poor quality products, and that's to me that's why I think having the technology and architecture joined up with the data, you know, and the quality of data is really important.
0: Oh, I love that analogy. I mean, it's fantastic. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, nail on the head there with, you know, if you were in a factory, say a bread making factory and a load of products pulled up and it was just mystery bags that haven't been correctly labeled and you're not quite sure where it's come from, you would not be putting that into your products and selling it with any confidence. So I think that's such a great analogy. I really like that. Now, we are talking today about letting the data flow. Set the scene for me with your ambitions for your data uh, data ecosystem. What's the kind of north star that you're aiming for?
1: So I guess you know we always start from you know rather than this technology. What are the key outcomes we're trying to achieve as a council? You know, so obviously we you know we're quite governed by uh, manifesto pledges. Um, that's what the cabinet you know gets elected on. Um, but we also have, I guess, you know, other existential challenges so we've got the cost of living crisis we've got environmental crisis we've got you know financial crisis now through budgets and cost cutting and you know and that, and that all impacts the organization and our stakeholders so so our north you know the north star in terms of da- building a data ecosystem you know and a smart city operating system is really around addressing those key sort of social issues that we have um so you know it's about how do we use data How do we, you know, um, to make better informed decisions? How do we, you know, try and help an economic and social value within, you know, our responsibility as a council uh, to distribute wealth? So how can we get data, send it to, uh, you know, academic research, send it to businesses to create more digital products, but also make it accessible to our citizens to make better informed decisions? And internally, how do we use that data for uh, targeted policymaking? Um, you know, and all it is really, you know, complex, this complexity uh, and management of that complexity and making, you know, insights and plans and uh, and policies is really our North Star. Um, clearly, you know, within a smart city agenda, the amount of data sources is exponentially increase. And we all know mm-hmm. about IoT and, you know, the, the proliferation of things. But within smart city, we've got that physical, digital, you know. You know, combination that we need to tackle, and that's just complexity. So, I know Spotify is actually making that complex set into something that's consumable from our stakeholders.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been such a it's been such an interesting thing for me. Obviously, hosting so many of these episodes, really a, a, a kind of theme over the last couple of months when I've been recording these has been really taking noise and making it quiet, or rather, not even making it quiet, but making it make sense. And I think it doesn't matter what sort of area we're talking about in data. I think that it's quite clear that it can become overwhelming so quickly and not many people can deal with overwhelm particularly well. So uh, it's really interesting that that's been kind of a theme across all these these topics. And as you say, the context in which you're working, there are crises coming from every direction at the moment. It's a really challenging time for so many people in, in the UK and, and, oh. and elsewhere. And uh, yeah, it makes this, Really, really important what we're talking about today. So, when we're talking about this data ecosystem and and things you've just mentioned there, what are some of the big challenges that you're currently breaking through and and battling at the moment?
1: I think uh, we could probably you know break these down into a number of uh, factors. You know, if we think about what is the data ecosystem, quite often is it the data products? Is it the technology? It's not really. It's a combination of you know, this. It's a social technical uh, capability that we need to address. So there's, all you know, like any organization, whether it's public or private, you've got organizational challenges, right? Structures, silos, you know, um, how do you make, uh, you know, organizations understand that actually the data isn't a departmental uh, asset. It's actually an asset that's required across the organization. Uh, and that leads to some cultural challenges and saying, actually, yes, data is important, but why is it important and what do we do it? And wh- why is it, you know, why that value chain the data value chain is, you know, important further down the line uh, as well. So other stakeholders within the organisation, but equally externally as well. So I think you got the cultural aspects. That, you know, as an organisation, you know, a lot of councils are structured around nineteenth-century sort of hierarchical models mm-hmm. and, you know, bureaucratic, you know, managing bureaucracy and and that and that not necessarily lends itself to, you know, being more open to bad data. Um, we've got, we have got obviously. Um, technical challenges as well systems don't talk to each other you know that that flow of data across the organization you know there's a lot of barriers there there's a lot of transactional costs there um the quality may not be there um and then obviously if you then say we want to bring external data in we have barriers to entry there as well you know quite often um you know i hope procurement might say actually um there'll be a line in there saying actually we own the data but not how do we access the data so quite often you know, external vendors will say, actually, you've got to access your data through a dashboard. But that's not great when you want to pull the data in, combine it with other data, and, and then publish it out there. So so I think we, and none of these challenges are particularly for public sector. They, they are common across the whole industry, right? So so we're just going on that journey at the moment in terms of addressing those and addressing the culture fundamentally. And I think if we can get that right, the, you know, the technology isn't hard, um, but it's the organizational change that's that's really um. The difficult bit.
0: Yeah so so what are you currently doing at the moment to start kind of chipping away at that cultural change that you need to to really succeed here?
1: I think there's a couple of things one is I suppose um, highlighting why I suppose just from the basics why data it should be treated as an asset and not just some fields you know some data blocks either in a, in a field within the system right so why is that data and, and to do that you know what I found is Showing people what, where we are at the moment, what is our quality at the moment, and if that quality was where it is, what impact does that have in terms of building the services we want to do for our citizens? You know, because clearly we cannot build digital services. Just going back to that bread analogy, if the flour is is really poor quality, right, and or yeah. contaminated, right, so so that's kind of our first stage. But equally, it's trying to get you know it's it's, it's working with our leadership team uh, to say actually where do we want to be as a council what is our vision um you know and what are the barriers for us to you know overcome to get there you know cultural um organizational um building our platforms but equally ensuring that our stakeholders are brought into our process so our citizens you know understand the value in terms of what we deliver yeah. um so yeah so it's kind of uh, a top-down bottom-up approach as well um you know So, yeah, so that's that's what we're looking to do, you know, and complementing that is our organisation development, is what training do people need? You know, um, how do we distribute that out to the organisation? Councils are, you know, incredibly complex, complex uh, organisations, you know, working with third parties, working internally with frontline people, trying to, you know, understand how we can um, sort of educate and, bring all those people with us is is Mm. going to be key.
0: Now, I mentioned at the start there that you've been you've been with the council for less than less than a year. What have you been doing as a leader to wrap your head around it? Because I know, you know, externally, we can look at these sorts of institutions and and organizations and get a bit of an idea that it's probably a bit spaghetti. It's probably a little bit complex, but then it's a whole different thing. I can imagine to actually being there and, and kind of being within it. What have you done to really kind of wrap your head around the culture the politics the and i mean politics with a little p in the sense of understanding the the implications for what you you know you you come in obviously inspired expectations you want to deliver what have you done to kind of understand the the environment in which you've, you've come into
1: so i think um i suppose to date a lot, large part of it has been listening listening to pain points listening to sort of ambitions and goals because you know clearly there was a you know um a view around um, how do we manage data from a smart city operating system perspective. So the operating system that we wanna build is gonna be you know, how do we um, manage our data across the organization? How do we then build digital services, both council digital services to make um, engagement easier with the, uh, with the council from citizen's perspective, but also uh, digital services that you know, external organizations can then build as well so so the shadow, you know so what we've been doing really to date is uh, aligning that common vision uh, from a leadership perspective because you know mm-hmm. you know the key where we always fall over is basically do we have an alignment if we don't have internal alignment you know trying to align external stakeholders um, or aligning the technology is is almost you know a by the by. um mm-hmm. so a majority of these aligning that vision, aligning what our strategy is and why the strategy matters. Um, so that's been the, and I'm glad to say, actually working with our smart city and my peers, we've kind of got agreement in terms of what it is that our operating system needs to deliver. It does change, you know, just like any, you know, uh, when our uh, stakeholders change, especially the council, um, our, you know, needs and um, needs and ambitions do need to adapt so that's what you know is the, is the main driver for the for the last couple of months but also building the teams mm. so we know you know um, resources are not easy to come by um, uh, and being a public sector we need to be attractive in, build you know build you know uh, attracting talent yeah. you know really exceptional talent as well in terms of trying to deliver our ambition which is i think you know um, it, is cutting edge um, so yeah, so building the team, aligning stakeholders from a, a leadership perspective in terms of our vision, our approach has been really the key um, over the you know activities that I've been focused on.
0: Amazing, amazing. Now it's interesting actually. You you bring to the front kind of the 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 public sector piece as well because from my understanding, you're going to have a demand and need from say the citizens. And then you're also gonna have, like you said, these internal and external stakeholders. How do you manage that from kind of a data perspective? Because that that feels like two very different crowds that you're gonna be preaching to there. Do you find yourself altering kind of the presentation of your data yeah. or how you talk about strategy, et cetera, versus, or, or do you kind of keep it pretty same and you have kind of one united message?
1: No, I think you've you know, really hit on an interesting point. So you know when we think about consumers of data, Quite often when we look from an internal perspective and say, oh, that's what we, you know, the analysts and the policymakers, they need the richness of uh, data. Uh, And equally, those dashboards are more complex and less, you know, um, not consumer friendly as such. Mm. But then when we, you know, so uh, part of the Smart Cities team have been going out and speaking to neighborhood forums and understanding what they need. And it's a very consumer focused presentation of data. Right. So it's an abstracted view of that. And then we'd speak to, you know, academics, it's actually saying, yes, but we want our data through API. But I think having having a nuanced understanding of who the stakeholders are and why they need the data and how it's presented to them is critical. Mm-hmm. You know, try you know, imagine us giving CSV files and APIs to, you know, neighborhood forums. It, it just, you know, the value of the data just would not be, you know, exploited uh, in terms of how we want them to consume it. So, so I think, Quite often, we you know we talk about experience, you know, user experience and UX design, and I think it's, in my mind that actually needs to be brought into the data field as well. So it's about how do we you know create the right experience and those right journeys from the you know st- from tailored to the specific stakeholders. And I think we just don't. So so we are just on the start of that journey, and that's why when we do deliver data products, we need to be really clear on who we're delivering for why and can they consume the data and does it make in a way that informs their decision making
0: mm.
1: yeah um, <clears throat> so i think from our perspective you know from the perspectives of what we do it's really about that experience the data experience if i can say
0: yeah yeah for sure now obviously what we're talking about at the moment is very much in the in the weeds of it but I know you guys have some really awesome future future plans and there was a particular uh study and an area of work that I thought was so interesting when we last caught up um it was heart rate and pollution I believe I wonder if you wouldn't mind spending a bit of time talking us through kind of where you've been on that journey and where you're intending to go with with the the data
1: yeah so so it is uh I think it's A journey, but that has been happening in two parallel fronts. So, one is around what we as a council have been looking around uh, air quality. So, you know, a lot of uh, uh, councils do have air quality monitors. We've got one around, you know, London, and we've got different, and they're all different sources from diffusion tubes to different types of sensors to external Mm. data. Um, And clearly, engaging our neighborhoods, we found actually there's a real appetite to expose that data out so that they know the interventions are you know uh, making a difference to the quality of the air because also you know there was um, I think recently a cause of death attributed to pollution and bad quality air in London but yeah. so this is really up you know there w- w- with um, the citizens and their concerns and then equal and then, equi- and then on, on, on another parallel track there was some research being done with Imperial around air quality uh, fitness levels um, and sort of a, a terrain and, w- and that what that study looked at was, you know, the terrain you use, the fitness level you use when you cycle and commute, does that make an impact in terms of the exposure of, uh, you know, uh, pollutants that you have? Um, obviously, not having access to um, real-time data on a continuous time series basis limits that, limited that research to saying actually there is a there is a correlation. So if you're really unwell, and you know, if you're not, if you're very fit, um, the shortest journey obviously clearly would be the best, you know, uh, journey yeah. for you to prevent. But but the factor there would be the shortest journey may have a lot of ups and downs in terms of terrain. But if your heart rate is still kept low, you're still not you know pulling that uh, better right. quality in. And so so what we're looking now to extend um, our air quality proof of concept to produce an API that we can then feed into with Imperial to say actually can we look at um, algorithms and ways to say can we map routes out across that terrain for the different fitness levels and does that make your uh, exposure to air quality less. Um, It has implications for walking routes, it has implications for cycling and other sorts of, uh, you know, um, uh, commute uh, sort of uh, mechanisms. Um, so, yeah, so that's really exciting. Uh, and that, you know, you can almost see where this could leads to, that real tailored, individualised route planning, according to your health, your respiratory, your pollution, your terrain, etc. And those sort of tailored, you know, individualised services we've never been able to offer before. But that's yeah. what, you know, exposing this type of data out to external organisations does bring those uh, social and economic uh, value from our the data we can orchestrate out.
0: Absolutely. And it, it's it's one of those projects. And the reason I wanted you to to really kind of tell that story on on this episode, Gabri, is because it's one of those examples that I think can have such a huge ripple effect because The healthier people are, the less they're using NHS services, you know, decreasing the burden on on what is a very stretched system at the moment. And like the public sector, just like I say, it's like I very much see it as a project of, of causing these just ripple effects of of how much difference it can make. And I think this is the sort of thing that really does inspire people to join. The public sector because it can be hard to to get data teams compared to other industries but actually that sort of meaningful work and really making a difference to people's lives and quality of lives you can't put a, a price tag on that i think it's fantastic
1: yeah yeah no and i and i do think you know you know if you look at the last industrial development councils were responsible for physical infrastructure you know roads and the roads were important to get the manufactured goods to the retail stores to the consumers here, we're talking about digital infrastructure and how we can get those data uh, out there. And I think how can we influence choices um, for, for those outcomes, I think is, 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 is where we're going to land with smart cities.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, clearly, in examples like that, I can see the huge uh, citizen benefit. But just as I mentioned earlier with with kind of the presentation piece on data, you do have that kind of balancing the coin. And the other side is kind of that more hard business value revenue opportunity stuff stuff so I wonder if you've got any examples of where you've you know been a bit more revenue minded in generating opportunities in, in that sense
1: so so as as you've alluded to Catherine we're kind of at the start of our journey mm. uh, so it, taking an ecosystem uh, centric approach I think the first phase is clearly to reduce the trans- transactional costs or barriers to entry around this ecosystem that we want to build. Um, So revenue sometimes can put up those transaction costs, especially when the ecosystem is just in its fledgling uh, state. Um, But certainly, we are looking at saying, how can we um, explore and provide data out as products and APIs for uh, external organizations to then build uh, services. So one of the things that the Smart Cities team uh, are looking at it are saying actually this uh, air quality API, can we build, for example, clean air walking routes? Mm. Uh, you know, Can we try and avoid the main trunk road? So it might take you a light, slightly longer way uh, uh, to your destination, but if you're taking you through parks or you know where there's a lot more greenery, less yeah. traffic, is that a choice we can make? And obviously we'd have to be very careful because we don't want to send them down dark alleys just because that's the that's the only way that there's you know less traffic. But these are the types of areas we're trying to explore. And this really does vector into our economic sort of uh, agenda in terms of how do we distribute economic wealth as well. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think as you, you mentioned at the top of our conversation here, with with smart cities, the, the amount of data sources, because instantly, as you mentioned, the dark alleys, I'm thinking, well, is there uh, you know, crime and safety statistics and data that you can be putting in with this and like the layers upon layers. I mean, it must be so much good fun yeah. thinking of all the random out the box ideas. Because it, as you say, it does have implications on things that you you perhaps don't have to think about in in other other projects.
1: Yeah, and I think you know we are at the exploration stage. You know, it's all about exploring. Um, you know, I don't think we're at the you know really exploiting stage at the moment because there's mm-hmm. just so many opportunities, and it's 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 in one way getting hold of those opportunities, articulating them, and then also prioritizing and testing them out as well. Some will work, some will will not work, right? Some will be commercially successful, which will be you know socially successful. So, um, but it's it's having that pipeline and that funnel of data use cases that we can then test and uh, and then uh, deliver to. Um, you know, out uh, to, you know, release out to the public.
0: Yeah, so so I mentioned it uh, uh, a few times that you've, uh, well, you've almost been with, with the council for, for a year, just to show of a year. What would you like the next 12 months to look like for you?
1: So to me, I, I think there's a uh, personal sort of, uh, I, I'm not just my personal, but I guess as a team, uh, a digital innovation team. Where do we want to be? We want to really start um, showcasing this operating system and how it can um, increase value, both from a transparency agenda, from a you know improving public services agenda, uh, you know digital. So the, what we want to do is land a couple of great examples, uh, you know, out there um, that are being used. You know, we can monitor the usage and and really deliver value, right? So that's what the other one would be really um, embedding a data and digital mindset within the organization so I know that's not just Steve and I but that's leadership and you know council wide, but I think it's how do we facilitate that type of agenda and the third really would be about building these really high impacting sort of uh, uh, innovative teams that really can think of these ideas work with our stakeholders and really deliver a lot of value uh, because it is about people right and, and teams and uh, empowered teams as well
0: yeah amazing now I always end the podcast episode with the same question which is we you know we've spoken about a lot what is the one thing you want our listeners to take away with them today after listening to this episode
1: so I think complexity um, I know we mentioned at the start complexity is a key um um issue for data ecosystems so I guess if there's one thing it'd be you know have a think about how do you manage complexity um, Mm -hmm. how do you distill that down into simplicity for the stakeholders that need to consume it and simplicity for say an analyst may be not so simple Uh, for a researcher it might be even more complicated but it's tailored for those you know consumers Um, and so why you know that's the one thing I'd it's not when you look at your value chain, making sure that actually it's tailored uh, and it's being used, the end products are being consumed and, they, and they're and fit for purpose.
0: Amazing. Wow, gopri thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Catherine. It's been a pleasure um, and great sharing ideas and thoughts with you.
0: We hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. Do be sure to subscribe and follow the Business of Data podcast wherever you're currently listening to ensure you're always first in line To the latest episode we'd also appreciate your review as well so if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review and as always find us on socials as well as heading over to the business data platform for more forms of great content including articles blogs and video until next time stay safe stay well and we'll see you real soon are you wanting to meet with other senior executives in the data and analytics space in an environment that is created for connection and inspiration? Then why not join one of our in-person conferences? We have events all over the world, and you can find out the ones closest to you by
1: visiting kareniumintelligence.com